Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to uh, for the Brothers Comics podcast. Uh, we've been away for a very long time. There was a reason for that. We'll get to that in a minute. On the line is the original OG. Brothers Comics Podcast on the line tonight is Female Perspective. Female Perspective, say what's happening, everybody. Hola, Female Perspective. Hey, what's happening? You're in the house. And also on the line tonight is the founder of Brothers Comics, Ben Jay What's up? What's up? All right. So we're all here. Um, some of the others that are a part of this podcasting network aren't on this particular call. This is really just for the uh, the originals here. And what I said at the top there is this was a reboot. Uh, we're going to a different format here as we transition into the third year for Brothers Comics, which is really hard to believe. Uh, moving probably more to a bi-weekly format for this, primarily because the Brothers Comics Network has gotten a little bit bigger over the last year. Um, if you've been to the website, we have four different podcasts working uh, with a lot of individuals doing those podcasts now, so just to spread things out a little bit. So that's been the primary reason. Um, but yeah, so we're back together. The original group, uh, you can't do better than the originals, right, Hutch? That is correct, sir. That's right. Everybody else is just, uh, carbon copies. All right. So, uh, the first new format change is one gotta go. Um, if you go to Twitter and put in at hard choices, uh, the people at hard choices, they put out a, um, uh, things every week, like a little photo thing about, uh, four different choices and one of those choices has got to go. Now, Hard Choices is run by an African-American person, and so a lot of the things lean towards African-American music, ideas, pictures, movies, TV shows, etc. All right, so the one got to go this week off the top is one got to go TV show. Are you ready for the four? Yes, we are. All right, the first, the four of the one got to go, and we've got to bring this out here. It's either Martin, The Fresh Prince, Living Single, or The Jamie Foxx Show. Now, let that marinate for a little bit. Again, one got to go, Martin, The Fresh Prince, Living Single, or The Jamie Foxx Show. I think I should put the Jeopardy music in here. All right. So, one got to go. Female perspective. Ladies always go first. Female perspective, what is your one got to go and why? The Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because that's probably the one that I enjoy the least of that group. <laughs> okay. Fresh Prince. All right. Now, this is before, with Black Viv or without uh, Light Skin Black Viv? Like, you didn't enjoy either version? I like the first uh, Aunt, who was her, Aunt Viv? Yeah, it's yeah, Black Aunt Viv. First, yeah, I like the first Aunt Viv better. So, definitely, once she left, it lost a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hutch, one got to go. In between the Fresh Prince and, and the Jamie Foxx show, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to get rid of the Jamie Foxx show. Uh, okay. Jamie Foxx got to go. All right. Yeah. Um, 
my one guy to go is uh, it would definitely not be the Fresh Prince. Uh, that was when I really enjoyed Will Smith as a performer, actor, rapper, etc. Uh, so that stays. Uh, Martin is a definitely not. That's not even. It shouldn't even be in a discussion. Anybody that says Martin's got to go, you got to unfriend that particular person. Um, living single, I really didn't enjoy that much. Um, but it has to stay because it was a really a precursor for all, you know, it was a lot of people don't know this. It was on before friends and friends just took that idea and whited it up. And, um, so it, it would have to stay, even though I didn't enjoy that show that much, but Jamie Foxx has got to go. Like, I mean, that show, what, is there any redeeming, you didn't pick it, female perspective. What's the redeeming quality for Jamie Foxx? Because it was funny. I mean, there were aspects of that show I that I thought were very humorous. Um, I think Jamie Foxx is funny. Um, uh, I liked um, the hotel owner. Um, who was, Moore. Yeah, Garrett, Garrett Moore. Moore. He was funny. Um, so, yeah. I, As I our, thought, at least to me. Okay. As our More female perspective, what? In the Fresh Prince, I mean, after a while, the, French, the Fresh Prince, um, I don't know, it just lost a lot. As our female perspective, what does a show like Living Single mean to you back in the 90s? Oh, um, well, it was refreshing to see, you know, women being independent, you know, doing their own thing and, you know, living single, basically. Um, Henceforth the name. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was refreshing to, to see them allowing or showing, especially African-American women who were friends, who were basically, you know, doing their own thing and doing it on their own. About to break out the song here in a minute, so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's been talk about so, that shoot. Know, that was an interesting dynamic, so that definitely wouldn't have been one that I deleted. There's been talk about that show getting a reboot. Well, how you, is that show, it seems like it's ripe for a reboot. Yeah, I I could see them considering some of the other shows they're rebooting. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that that would be a good route to take if they, you know, if they're looking at old school shows they want to redo. Yeah, right. I, I agree with you. That one seems to be right for the picking. I why Martin Martin has a whole bunch of shows and movies that he always just mentioned on rebooting. Um, we're still waiting on what Bad Boys Three. Still, mm -hmm. I mean, I, there, I thought there was some talk about the bringing back Mark before Tommy died. Mm. Mm. Now that was considering um, yep. the manner in which all of them left, they weren't exactly yeah. friends at that point. So yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to bring it back. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're not going to get him and Tisha Campbell in the same room, and the actress that plays Pam as well, who is Tisha Campbell's best friend. I don't, I don't know how much of a Brinks truck you'd have to back up to get right, all those exactly. people in the same room. Um, yeah. So yeah, they didn't part on the best of terms, so I think it'd be difficult to to get them back together. Well, yeah. Be the hardest one to get back. So, yeah. <laughs> that's not even funny, but yeah. that, you know, you see that you see that's a line step. Those those will yeah, continue that, into the reboot. That was not necessary and not funny. But yeah, yeah. gee, that's terrible. John, um, we got to <laughs> All right, so yeah, I I 
you know, there's probably a whole podcast that we could do on what happened to Martin. Uh, did either of y'all watch the 25th anniversary of Def Jam or whatever? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, they they ran that special on Netflix. Um, I guess it was a couple of months ago now. And, um, you know, I mean, he he really is, besides probably Bernie Mac, he's probably the person you think of the most for Def Jam, really. And, you know, they brought him on. He got, like, a standing ovation or whatever for hosting the show. But then he really just sat his ass down. Like, it wasn't like, you know, like, I don't know where his headspace is. You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't really done any movies. He had that terrible TV show with Frazier on FX for, like, a couple of minutes a few years ago. Uh, but he like, really disappeared. Yeah. No, I don't think it was Boss. It was called something else. Um, mm-hmm. Did you watch that show with that he did with Frazier? Yeah, I tried it. I thought it was ass cheeks. So, um, <laughs> okay. yeah, it wasn't very good. So, you know what I mean? Like, I think it only ran for, like, that one season. And, it, you know, it was just like, I mean, you could tell they were both just trying to cash checks, which is nothing wrong with that. But, right. you know, and considering what he was for a time there, Martin was a really big movie and TV star. Now he has fallen completely to the back. And he, unlike a lot of actors, he doesn't really have anything to fall back on short of Bad Boys 3, maybe, with another actor who needs a hit. And what, what uh, Big Mama's House 4? I mean, <laughs> come on. Please. Say yeah. so. But, yeah, they were saying like <laughs> back, too. Uh, yeah. That is why I stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I just can't imagine that that would actually happen. But, I mean, whatever. All right. All right. So, so yeah, there yeah, part. Well, yeah, okay. So that's one got to go. All right, that's going to lead us straight into the uh, box office report where we'll count up the movies from the last week. Hold on, let me hit my music. All right, so we'll count up the movies from this week. Uh, we're recording on a Saturday afternoon, so we only got some preliminary box office numbers. I've thrown up a couple of stop signs for some movie reviews, and uh, we'll get started. Female Spectre, you got it in front of us? Uh, give me just a minute. Okay. Uh, My bad. I didn't hit you with the lead in on that. Uh, that's, <laughs> so. that's okay. I should have already had it pulled up, actually. No problem. She's pulling that up. What you drinking, Hutch? 2018, but, with, but uh, rum, not rum and coke, but uh, <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> yeah. How many have you had? You can't recall what you had. I ain't had enough. That's the problem. <laughs> 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 so what are you drinking? A whiskey sour. A whiskey sour. I got you. All right. I'm drinking a circus boy. Uh, it's an he- a heathen reason. Heathen wisen. It's made uh-huh. by the mat the lovely people of Magic Hat. And what are you drinking, female perspective? Uh ditto on the whiskey sour. Got you. All right. Okay, All right. I have it pulled up. Uh, All right. So from five to one. Number five, we have Pitch Perfect Three, which made mm-hmm. three point three million. I'm gonna throw uh-huh. the brakes on. I'm going to throw the brakes on real quick. Not that I have a okay. review there, although I, I feel it's going to be watched at some point in time here. Um, did y'all, uh, see what I'm saying, in your musical background or whatever, did you like or enjoy or watch the uh, first Pitch Perfect? I, I saw the first 
two. And I really did enjoy the first one. The second mm-hmm. one, um, as you put it, I thought was kind of ass cheeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I'll see this third one here or not. Um, mm-hmm. Probably eventually, but it's not high on my list of movies to see. So, but I did enjoy the first one. I will say. Yeah, I think the first one is. I think the first one's really good. You know, kind of came mm-hmm. out at that time where Glee was really hot. So you know, people, white people singing or whatever was like really hot there for a minute. But that's a really fun movie. Uh, the second one is straight butt cheeks. Uh, it's terrible. Right, right. And, and I'm. Ass cheeks and butt cheeks. Have y'all changed careers or what the fuck? <laughs> uh, for all the no, no. Anything that is ass cheeks or butt cheeks is not very good. I know butt cheeks <laughs> in my heterosexual life is a good thing. Uh, but when describing any movie, music, actor, or whatever, uh, butt cheeks is bad. So there's our, <laughs> a, a, a PSA. All right. Thank you. So, we got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. Sometimes bad means good. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you got to make sure people understand. All right. Go ahead. And All right, well, that was five, four. Number four is The Greatest Showman, and that made $4.1 million. Um, now I've heard interesting things about this movie. Um, apparently, it's nominated for a Golden Globe. However, they nominated before they even saw the movie. And granted, the the ratings on this movie or the the uh, critique and review on this movie have not been good. So I'm wondering how this movie was even you know nominated for a Golden Globe to begin with. But money, yeah. Because Lots from what I've heard from the reviews is that um, it's it's a strange, weird movie. Yeah. Um, I guess from a, di- a couple of different perspectives, I read the bio on P.T. Barnum because I had to in college. Uh, he was a raging fucking racist. So I'm pretty sure they left oh, that really? part of the movie out. Oh, God. Awful. Two, um, uh, the fact that Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, or whatever, he said he wasn't doing no more Logan movies anymore, and then we, you know, we haven't we haven't recorded since the the merger between Disney and Fox, which is talked about on text. But like, mm. he gonna be Wolverine. He gonna be Wolverine again because he can't keep making these stinkers. He got to go back and get his money because that's where the money is. So he, at some point in time, like every stinker movie that he makes pushes him closer and closer to being Wolverine again, even at age fifty or whatever the hell that he is. Uh, I did not see this movie. Uh, the missus definitely wanted to see it. Uh, I can't sit through that. There's just no way in hell that I can sit through that. Hutch, you got any thoughts on The Greatest Showman? Um, well, first, I'm happy about Pitch Perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. What about Pitch Perfect? Did no, you see Pitch Perfect? Well, you didn't have to because I ain't watching that bullshit. Right. <laughs> so about The Greatest Showman. You put this in the Pitch Perfect 3 category, too. I watched this shit either. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah see, but I, this would have been a movie that would have been in my wheelhouse because I like musicals and so forth. But after mm-hmm. reading the reviews and, and you know, and, and plus I like, um, you know, I Hugh like, Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Um, but uh, after reading the reviews, I'm not sure if I'll watch this or not. Yeah, I I can't. That's just it's, I'm not really into musicals, so that doesn't do much for me. Um, but again, it, you it's just failure. You watch Glee and Perfect. Okay, uh, first off, nigga, I watched Glee <laughs> before it became popular. You won. 
I, I watched Glee before it became popular, before like people got all goofy and before the show went into a completely different direction, too. And I watched the first Pitch Perfect. I saw the first two Pitch Perfects. That's not true. But I don't know, Rick. I'm married. I got to see shit that I don't want to see. Next question. <laughs> you better start finding kissing toes in something. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. You're right. My bad. All right. Next. That's three. Uh, three is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Right. Um, and that has made $6.5 million. Um, I guess I need to say that this is as of Friday since we are, you know, recording this on a Saturday. But, yeah, this, mm-hmm. these are the totals as of Friday. Yeah. Friday's um. Yeah, Hutch has been chopping at the bit to do this podcast for the Star Wars review. I saw it opening night. I texted y'all pretty much when it was over, um, and I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. I've seen it uh, maybe two other times since then. Um, yeah. So you've seen it a total of three times? Yeah, but I'm not allowed to talk about how I saw it the other two times. You told me that on a yeah, different podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're glad that you're starting to uh, to learn in the new year. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, that being said, Hutch, go ahead and give your review of The Last Jedi. I like the movie the way it is. It, I mean, it needed an update, so they did it. Um, you know, it's, it's the 21st century. They changed what the force is. They changed how the characters are going to be going forward. Damn Disney, they own it. And damn Disney, they're going to do it the way they want to do it. Basically, I, I, I looked at some reviews, and I know all the old school head nerds are all pretty much hated. I mean, one dude at work told me that it's the worst thing he's ever seen ever. <laughs> Did he say that for was that, yeah. was, was that gentleman? It's pretty cool. Oh, was that gentleman of the was that gentleman of the Caucasian persuasion? <laughs> he's, uh, he's a tweener. Mm, okay, noted. <laughs> so yeah, he, he said that's the worst thing. He was not. He was not born when the originals came out. But he's seen okay. right? Yeah, he's seen the originals. He saw the whatevers, and I mean, he he's the one who forced me to watch the trailer before the movie came out. And then after the movie came out, and we saw it, and we saw it, and, and I talked to him. He was like, "Don't talk to me about that movie, man." <laughs> mm. So, yeah, that's my. I mean, it is what it is. What you got to say? Female perspective. Did you see the movie? I did see it. Um, and here's the thing, I, I can I can kind of see it from two the two um, different sides. Um, I know fanboys are upset, disappointed, because it wasn't quite what they expected. I mean, the story, the plot or the storyline didn't go in the direction they thought it was going to go in. And, I mean, I can understand perhaps there's some disappointment, you know, from that standpoint. Um, I thought it introduced a lot of new interesting things that I'm assuming they're going to build on with the next movie. Um, there were a couple of characters I thought were probably unnecessary because um, <laughs> they really didn't do anything or much with them. So, yeah, that was interesting. Um, Speak your truth. Speak your truth. Who was unnecessary? <laughs> 
but overall, I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. I will say I enjoyed it. I mean, the, the whole thing with the force was different or took a different direction than, than I thought it was going to go in, and I think that, that goes along with why a lot of people are disappointed. But, I mean, I don't necessarily feel like it took a whole lot away from the movie, so, I mean, I enjoyed it. Hutch, you are definitely anti-Disney, and both of y'all are a little bit anti-Disney, but this was probably the most anti-Disney Star Wars movie that they could have made, right? Yeah, pretty much. Anti-Disney. I think it's pretty much pro-Disney. You think it's pro-Disney? I mean, I think it's the Disney paradigm. I mean, they pulled their, sh- their shit out and said, this is the way this shit's going to be. Fuck all that uh, George Lucas crap. Well, here's what I've, I've read, you know, I've, I've read, you know, some of the reviews and so forth and the way people have interpreted the storyline and, and thus forth. But um, the director, I think, had his vision of the way he wanted to present the characters. And it kind of went against everything that the last movie did. He kind of undid a lot of the things that the last movie, you know, basically built on. So it'll be interesting to see where they go here with the third one. Um, so, yeah, but I think a lot of this was the the director's vision of where he wanted to take the story. Disney had them when they made The Force Awakens, and I thought that was a very, you know, I mean, look, everybody knows The Force Awakens is really just a new hope, a remake with some new paint oh, on it. This movie, what it was. yeah, The Last Jedi is definitely not, um, Empire Strikes Back or anything else. That's why I was saying it's pretty anti-Disney. There's, there is no real hope or joy in that movie. And my issues with it, and y'all, I think y'all saw the text from Brother Beavis. I mean, he generally hates everything. So um, I wasn't that far <laughs> gone. He does. I, I wasn't that far gone, but, like, I was just, the first time I saw it, it was, it was a bad experience. Like, the movie, and we're going to get to this in the Blackest Thing this week, but it was just not a great movie experience because, like, of the people that were there, which is why I had to, to rewatch it. And so on the rewatch, uh, I was like, okay, this is not, it's not, I mean, it's not, like, one of the greater of the better of the Star Wars movies, that's for sure. It's it's infinitely too long. And uh, it's got a, a freaking uh, Return of the King ending to it, where it's just like, okay, the movie should end here. Nope, let's put another 35 minutes on the end of this shit. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I was like, okay, and then, you know, like, the, you know, it's it's fine enough. Like, that's just kind of how I dealt with it. I was like, you know, it's fine, but I watch it again. I was like, you know, like, it's fine, and I watched it the third time. I'm like, okay, like, I, I get what they were trying to do. It is a control-alt-delete reset for, like, right, Star yeah, Wars fans. I, I think- it basically tried to undo everything that um, what what was the last one? I keep forgetting the name of the that. Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah. That the Force Awakens, um, you know, built on. So I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I mean, like I said, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where to rank it with all the movies. The the streak of no black women having any significant roles continues. Um, that, that's interesting. Uh, I thought the thing, I, the part that I think that they could have cut completely out of the movie, and I think uh, Brother Beavis touched on this too, the part with Rose and Finn going off right. to the gambling Vegas planet, they could have cut yeah, that, that completely that out of the movie. Necessary. That was totally yeah. because it really didn't add anything to the main story. So mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out why did they even go that route. 
Right. So then it was to go pick up uh, Benicio del Toro essentially and to bring him right. into it. Yeah. And then Yeah, and then but and then Brother Rivas said, you know, why you know, why isn't Lando in this movie? They could have had Lando as the code breaker. They could easily yeah. have put him in this movie. Easily. Yeah. And, and saved a half an hour. Added to it. So yeah. I mean and, I, I don't understand that either. Yeah. And saved a half an hour. And I, th- I think if you cut that half hour out of that movie or got that without that excursion, I probably feel a lot different about it. Like it's, right. it, I think it completely changes like the whole dynamic of the movie. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. I, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't, don't church it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, <laughs> You I, 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 three times, either you liked it or you did. I'm gonna say you liked yeah. it. You watched it three times. No, I, I, I'll save it for the blackest thing this week. Um, when we get there, but yeah, um, whatever. All right, that was number three. What was number two? Number two is Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Um, that made ten point uh, eight million as of Friday, and I believe you said you saw it. I saw it also. I did. All right, so we can throw these reviews in there. I'll go first for a change. Um, I expected to hate this movie all up and be damned. And it's not because I had any real affection for the original movie. I'm just I'm just like y'all, too. Like, some shit, you don't need to reboot that. You, the original Jumanji still plays. You know what I mean? Like, my kids watched it a couple, like, a few months ago or whatever. It still runs. It still plays. It still hits all its beats. There was really no re- need to remake it. And then, you know, it was like, oh, with The Rock, ugh. And Kevin Hart, oh, double, oh, or whatever. So I went in fully expecting to hate this movie, and I fully came out enjoying it. I thought it was fun. I thought it hit every beat that it was. It allowed Kevin Hart to do enough Kevin Hart stuff. It allowed Jack Black to do just enough uh, Jack Black stuff. It allowed The Rock to be The Rock and Karen Gilliam to bring a little bit of sexy with shorts or whatever. Uh, I thought it was fine. Um, I, I expected to hate it. I didn't hate it at all. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so, yeah, that's me on Jumanji 2017. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, I, like yourself, went in with low expectations. I do remember seeing bits and pieces of the original Jumanji. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I kind of remember. I, I, don't, I don't know if I, I've actually seen the whole movie. Seems like I, I do remember bits and pieces of it, but it you know it didn't really stand out to me. So um, you know my expectations for this were not that high, and like yourself, I really enjoyed it. I thought the chemistry between the four you know lead actors was great. I thought they played off of each other well. They even played you know that that body switching role. I thought they all did well with that. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was very enjoyable, very entertaining. Um, and, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, nobody was more surprised than me that I enjoyed that movie. I was not expecting that at all. I went in like, oh, I hate this shit. I'm about to, you know, send y'all a whole <laughs> bunch of text messages. And it didn't happen. That's why y'all didn't get any text messages. So, uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> and uh, I have it was, to say that um, I thought Jack... Jack Black did a great job of. You know, I did too. The, yeah, the, the you know the teenage uh, female. I thought he really played that well. Yeah. Out of and all of us, I thought he did a great job with that. Yeah, it was. Don't tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
But you know what, Hutch? He's where he belongs, in a co-starring role, not in a starring role. He, he, you know, come in, be fat and funny, and then get off stage left. That's what you need to do, and he does that very well, and he should be in that role all the time, just not movie starring Jack Black. You know what I'm saying? So, so I enjoyed it. I, what? He was good in Goosebumps. Yeah, that's fine, but he wasn't. I mean, the star of Goosebumps, you know, Goosebumps is the star of Goosebumps. So, but they made a sequel of that, too. That's probably not a great idea, but whatever. All right. <sighs> All right, what's the number now, one? Now, do you think they're going to make a sequel to this? Absolutely. No, there'll definitely be a Jumanji. I think it crossed $200 million just the other day. Um, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, oh, God, yes. Uh, I mean, and again, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I, I, you know, seeing it once I think is a really good idea. They were able to revamp something and make it relevant for the times. You know, mm-hmm. now if you make a movie two years from now, it's not going to be as relevant for the time. It's just going to be um, like a retread. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, I mean, I won't be nearly as excited to go to see the sequel of that as opposed to the last one. I, I'm sure I wouldn't enjoy the second one. So, it is what it is. All right. What made you What's watch this? Um, this holiday break and just too much time off, and I have a fire stick now. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> yep. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yep, dot, dot, dot. All right, what's the number one movie in America? Number one is Insidious, The Last Key, um, that made $12.7 million. I didn't know that he made another Insidious. Yeah, <laughs> now yeah, you do. I, I remember seeing the trailer. Um, yeah, I saw the first Insidious. I don't think I saw I don't think I've seen the second one. Um, not sure if I plan to check this one out either. But yeah, the first one was pretty decent, as far as you know, horror movies are concerned. But yeah, no, and I, I don't, don't mess with any of that. You the producer? No, yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good on that one. It's the, the, the here, man. No, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, we're good. That, that, you know, when you go on my fire stick or whatever, the first movie sitting at the top of that damn thing is popping from popular movies is It. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> there's, a part of, there's a part of me that wants to see it because, just because, you know, I mean, you know, we talk about these things and I want to be able to have an opinion. But right. I ain't trying to sleep with the I did. Yeah, I told the whole story on here about how I, you know, how I watched that, so I could oh, put some points yeah, on the board. Right. Yeah. yeah, that, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, that heartwarming story where I was trying to get laid, um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I just, I mean, but you know what, though, and it's funny, and I wrote an article on brotherscollege.com, you can go there, where I wrote about the, um, the trailers okay, that came, yeah, no, about, about the trailers <laughs> before, that came before, uh, the Last Jedi, and there's a trailer for a movie. I think it's, it's just Quiet or something. It's got that dude from The Office in it. Uh, uh, the 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 I didn't watch The Office, whatever. And Pam, whoever her beau was in that, John Chris Nicky or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, and there's a movie. Was, I didn't watch The Office, but I think I know you. Yeah, but something like that. Yeah, yeah, but there's some there's some movie about him and his family, and they're stuck somewhere. 
where they can't make noise or something happens. I've seen the trailer twice now. I saw it before Justice League, and then I saw it before <laughs> this. And I was just like, I really want to know what happens in that movie. It's clearly a horror movie, and mm-hmm. I, I would never see it, but like it's intrigued me to the point where I really want to see it. It kind of seems like a little bit of, um, uh, what was that movie with Will Smith, I Am Legend? Um, you know, oh. where he had to have all this stuff set up, and you know, and then something obviously goes wrong, and which brings out whatever it's going to bring out. But yeah, I, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to see that. But I mean, I ain't gonna pay no money for it, and I definitely, I'm not trying to sleep with the lights on, so we're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, all right, all right. So that's well, right. I mentioned to-, to you a movie that, well, they say it's scary, but it's really just suspenseful. You still should check out Get Out. It's not really. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's worth seeing. I, I think it it was very well done, and I think you would probably enjoy it if you did watch it. Yeah, I, I really want to watch it. I mean, it's completely spoiled at this point because I know everything that happens. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. I I do want to see it though. I, I do want to see it. All right. All right, so that wraps up the box office report. We're going to take a quick side rather talk before we get into the blackest thing this week. Um, I mentioned this to you before we hit record. Um, we got to talk about Bright just a little bit. We talked about Will Smith and the Fresh Prince at the top of the podcast on One Gotta Go. Um, now, before it, well, when it premiered, people were like, this is the worst movie since Suicide Squad. It's so <laughs> terrible. It's this, that, and the other. And, you know, I, I mean... <sighs> All right, I was you know people tell you something so bad. There's a lot of times you, you got two choices: you either run completely in that direction and just believe what people say and not waste the time, or you run head on to it to see like literally nothing could be this bad. So I have to watch it to prove that it's not that bad. All right, so yeah. I went running headlong into it and watched it. Um, it's not as terrible as people say, but it's also not a good movie either. Um, yeah. So I just you know. It is what it is. The freaking allegory between, you know, between blacks and, and Hispanic people being fucking ogres is tired as fuck, and it pissed me off. And I I just, I, I, I that part, is it put the, a sour taste in my mouth, and they pro- I wish they hadn't done that. If you probably don't do that, you might have a decent movie on your hands, but they did, and they, not only did they do it, they laid it down freaking extra thick with a side of butter. So... Um, I, I didn't enjoy that part of it, but is it the worst movie of all time? No. There's much worse shit on Netflix right now. What did you think, Cena, perspective? Um, I, I, kinda, I agree with you. Um, I saw the reviews that said it was just awful, whatever, and, you know, which made me curious to watch it and to see, is it really this horrible? Um, mm. And I agree, it, it wasn't as quite as bad as I was expecting, but it was really wasn't that great either. Uh, and and the comparison to Suicide Squad, I think we discussed in text, it, it's done by the same director of Suicide Squad, David A. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that comparison might be legit, seeing as Suicide Squad was garbage too, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, I mean, I don't think it was just that, you know, awful where it's just unwatchable. Um, But it's not that great either. Um, But, I mean, and I saw where they're supposed to be doing a sequel to it. So that's interesting as well. Um, And, yeah, that's about all I can say about it. Uh, I I mean, I thought it was interesting the the orcs 
and um, gels and the fairies and all that. Actually, it uh, initially I thought it was more or less a remake of Alien Nation, and I used to yeah. like Alien Nation. So yeah, it is a remake. Aspects of that in there as well. Um, hmm. Uh, I guess yeah. That's that's about all I can say about it. <laughs> yeah. Hutch, you only saw parts of it. What did you think of Alien Nation? Or not Alien Nation. It is really just a remake of damn Alien Nation. It's just worse. But what did you think of Brian? <laughs> I didn't like Alien Nation. So, mm. um, what I saw, I mean, it was it is, it was all right. Nothing super special. Yeah, I mean, Orson's black folks, uh, Elves is white folks. Um, mm. And, you know, then they threw the Mexican game for... For added fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, okay. Of the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it's it's so. It's kind of my know what? Element too. It did uh, have yeah. some aspects of that in it. Yeah. Yeah, but you could just make a movie about freaking like. Black people and stuff, and Hispanic people. Why you gotta make them fucking orcs? You know what I mean? Like it's just but it's tired. That would be an interesting spin, you know, to it. Man, just making it is so blatant where you just have black and Hispanic and so forth. They thought if they put like you know some fantasy characters in there, that it might add you know an interesting layer, a more interesting layer to it. They were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they were wrong. Um, Hutch, this is up your alley. You're into like you know the orcs and fairies and and the uh, elves and all the that. And <laughs> right. So you're into those characters. Uh, so did that aspect of the story draw you in more so than if they had used you know just you know okay African Americans and Hispanics and so forth. I'm glad you asked. Uh, basically, I compare Bright to, I mean, Lord of the Rings meets Training Day. Uh, mm. Okay. Would I rather watch Bright or Training Day? <laughs> uh, I think Training Day wins with the points. Plus, <laughs> even men dead naked. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I just... <sighs> Whatever. I mean, like I said, if you've listened to the pre-reboot version of this podcast, we've run Will Smith up, down, inside out, and show you people what it's all about. And I'm taking it back to the old school because I'm an old fool. We, we've run him all over the place on this podcast, and this isn't really helping his case at all. Um, and then doing a sequel to it is just doubling down on something that's just bad. So, I mean, it is what it is. He is what he is at this point. I saw somebody on Twitter was like, man, when did Will Smith get so old? He was 35 for like 35 years, and now he just looks like an old-ass man. And he does. Like, in that movie, I don't think that's makeup. Like, he does look like an old-ass man at this point. Um, so, yeah. Uh-uh. Like you say, it's watching kids. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you There's also that, too. Yeah, there's also that. All right. Okay. Last couple movies. Yeah. All right. Playing the fire. All right. All right, so we're going to move into our newest segment here called The Blackest Thing This Week. Hold on. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. 
All right, so the blackest thing this week, we talk about some topics, uh, you know, coming from a black and African-American perspective on some, you know, topics that have happened in the uh, last week or a couple of weeks, depending upon how long or old the story is. All right, uh, we have a little bit of fun with this as well. All right, uh, first up, and we'll throw it to female perspective. Um, it was reported this past week that Inch Eye, Private Eye, I mean, excuse me, Jermaine Jackson, and uh, or Jermaine Dupree and Janet Jackson are back together. So Inch Eye, I mean, Jermaine Dupree gets back with <laughs> Janet Jackson. Uh, what do you think about that musical and coupling pairing? Um, well, I think I had read somewhere where they were rumored to be back together. Um, uh, hey, if they if they're happy, then yeah. I mean, who am I to criticize it? You know. <laughs> yeah, if it's what works for them, then go for it. <laughs> Hutch, she went out. So, got, I mean, I, I really don't have any issues with them getting back together. Hutch, she went out, got knocked up and pregnant and had a baby by a billionaire and then winds up back with somebody that's four foot seven. He, he living the <laughs> dream, right? Uh, maybe the pretty dream, but... Uh, I think the collaboration musically was that the Mr. Joe album or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've long-standing Janet mm-hmm. Jackson fans are like, that's some horrible shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, was, like, was that was that album after or before the Super Bowl? I mean. <laughs> Yeah. You know, producer, was that after the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl? That uh, I would, y'all know I don't listen to popular music that much, so I, I, I would be out <laughs> on that one. What, what's your angle? You saying that her popularity dropped after the Super Bowl? Well, I think the yeah the Super Bowl definitely had something to do with the direction of her career. I think yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, no, she never recovered. I mean, and, you know, side right. the topic yeah. or whatever. Uh, Justin Timberlake has rebranded himself as white again as he's got new music coming yeah, out. He's, exactly. you know, he's, 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 he, he basically went through that on stage. She was the one yeah, who was the of, of all of it. But, yeah. 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 But he's the one that exposed it. Yeah, um, and he, on purpose. <laughs> but he, I mean, well, he did it. He was, it was, he was complicit. Of both of them. It wasn't her alone. So, yeah. yeah. He put her out there. He allowed it. He, he didn't jump on, front, on that grenade or anything like that. He allowed her to essentially lose her career based on that situation. Right. And then he came out of it and he went, you know, sexy back and fucking whatever the hell else he does. And like I said, now he's white again, you know, because he's going to, you know, because he's white. And, you know, all these artists that eventually that do black music, they all eventually get back to their white roots, all of them. And they never, like, you know, except for John B. I'm like, they all stay white <laughs> as fuck. John B. And when's the last time you heard from John B? <laughs> I think he's on the, he, yeah, the hip hop cruise, I think, the hip shop cruise or whatever that we talked about before. Like, okay, so besides John B. and Tina Marie, they all stay white, or they all eventually turn white. So, um, yeah, whatever. Fuck Justin Timberlake. Wait, I don't know what we're going to do it. Uh, well, wait a minute. What's lost without you, dude? He's still black. 
All oh. I know is he don't have to he don't have to oh, take no financial care for that baby. Okay. He, he don't have to take no financial care for that baby, so he's living the dream. So, right. Um, oh, that is so yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll throw it over to Hutch. Uh there is supposed to be a forty eight hours movie remake, uh and then comedian Gerald Gerard Carmichael from the Carmichael show on NBC, he is supposed to replace Eddie Murphy in this uh movie. So no Eddie Murphy on a 48 Hours remake. Hutch, is that even worth considering or even doing? I mean, uh, at this point, everything is on the table, so go for it. See what happens. If they made a Lethal, a lethal Weapon remake, why not a 48 Hours remake? I think that's the granddaddy of them all. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Way to satellite the granddaddy, but yeah. Now, do you think they're going to remake that? What do you Way think? Way to Never. You don't think so? Not in this environment. Not, no, never. You sure? Oh, it, okay, unless if Dave Chappelle is playing the brother. They have that, I mean, that could be, you know, okay, that, that yeah. could happen. So who's the white guy going to be? Uh, yeah, that becomes difficult. And even right. still, I mean, with side brother topic here real Greg, quick. I mean, uh, let's copyright that because somebody might listen to it and try to run with this idea. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give us our coin. Um, yes, yeah. give us our, our recognition. Yeah. Uh, did y'all see the Dave Chappelle, uh, com- one of the comedy specials on Netflix? I have not, but plan to definitely. Okay, yeah. I mean, he has a whole bit about how everybody, I, I, to quote him, is uh, the whole world is now a bunch of bitch-ass niggas uh, because everybody's so <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I would agree with Hutch. I don't think in this environment a movie like that could be made, even with Dave Chappelle. Like, I don't think he'd want to deal with whatever outcome would come from doing that in that particular movie. So, uh, yeah. Uh, female perspective, 48 hours remake without Eddie Murphy. I think that's ass cheeks to, even attempt uh, to do this movie agree. without him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree with you. I, I don't see that being, you know, a step up from the original or even anywhere close to it. So, and if that's not the case, why the bother? But I know yeah. that they keep going back to that well of stuff that's previously done. And um, Hutch and I were discussing this. It's like we're in regression. Instead of, yeah. you know, trying to develop new things, we just keep going back to what's already been done. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what is going on with this? Yeah. Uh, and to me, like, did you... <laughs> Not again. Not that Forty Eight Hours is a perfect movie or anything like that, but it was perfect for the time to try to remake it now. It just, you're gonna get the racist cop calling him fucking coon and nigger and all. You gonna do that, really, really? Because that shit ain't exactly. gonna work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Unless you want people throwing up freaking uh freaking fights in the movie theater, that shit ain't gonna work. So uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, whatever. I mean. Oh, that might work. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
even even if you brought back Nick Nolte, who probably needs a check, and Eddie Murphy, who probably needs a check, even then, I don't even know if that should even be remade. Gonna, yeah, it's still going to struggle, I think. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. would be... I mean, and let's be honest, 48 Hours 2 was straight butt cheeks. Is, that's a terrible movie. So, I mean, I don't think you need to do 30 years later another one. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and that's another thing, you know, that I've commented on previously on our podcast, why they keep going back to that well what's previously been done and why a lot of it has failed is because the time – you know, the time period that those things were done, those movies and TV shows or whatever, were indicative to that particular time, you know, in history or, you know, that particular time, period, period. And you can't you can't take that information outside of that and then try to modernize it and think it's going to have the same effect because it's not. I think right. It's called the we become a society of bitch-ass niggas. Yes, there's there's part of that. There's that's part of it too. But I just think more than anything, female sector is right. Like that movie is quintessentially the '80s. Like, and you can't bring that idea and thought process into 2017 and think that it's going to have the same, you know, impact. Yeah, 2018. Thank you. Culturally or <laughs> anything else, it just it doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, um, no, and man, who the fuck is Jared Carmichael? I mean, I know who he is or whatever, but when when did he get into the point of like you know putting in, you know, stepping into Eddie Murphy's shoes? I mean, shit, at least get Kevin Hart. I mean, he needs fucking some fillers inside those shoes to make them fit. But I mean, at least at least take at least the most popular black comedian at the time, not Gerald Carp. What the seriously? I mean, famous no, I don't think he's on SNL. He had a, no. he had his own show, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Carmichael show. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You're thinking of Jay Farrell. Yeah, you're thinking of Jay Farrell, who had that show on Showtime, yeah, White yeah. Famous, which was canceled. So, um, oops. All right. <laughs> uh, blackest thing this week. Um, it was reported that Glenn. Uh, Glenn Terman, uh, who played Preach in Cooley High, was actually auditioned for the role of Han Solo in the original Star Wars movie. Hodge, what would have happened if Han Solo was black in 1977? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars would have lasted about two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Uh, female perspective. Preach is um, oh, is Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with us on this. It definitely wouldn't have become the phenomenon that it is now. Um, yeah, especially with the mind frame back in that time period. No, I I, I don't see that working. So Han Solo would have been black, Luke white. Got old man Janice's wife. I'm like, I'd be like, yo, here's a brew, you'll do that. But I, I did yeah. look at that article about how he, you know, almost got the role, and one of the reasons that he didn't because, you he know, he was involved, right? He was black, great <laughs> relationship, right. and, you know, that would not have gone over well, period. 
And then when yeah. people got the Millennial Falcon, he'd have asked for uh, you got the uh, exact change, <laughs> or you, you got the first thing. That man, this thing is several steps too far. But, yes, exactly. Uh, um, yeah, that would have been definitely been a problem. And yeah, I don't know that they could. Yeah, I mean. Right. Think about the the issues that they're having now in 2017-18 with right. Ray and Finn. That people are tripping about that. Did you imagine exactly. if fucking Preach was tonguing down Princess Leia in 1977? Yeah, they wouldn't have made Empire Strikes Back. Empire would have never gotten made, or he would have got killed in the first five minutes. Like Huck said, it would have lasted a hot second and been done with. Yeah, uh, they definitely, they're not ready for it now. They certainly wouldn't have been ready for it in 77. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. You know, I mean, you know, Glenn Turman doesn't really have, I mean, he's a working actor in Hollywood even still up to this point, you know, after Cooley High. And he doesn't really do a whole heck of a lot, you know, before like a different world in the, in the latter parts of the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, you know, he's a quality actor or whatever, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just kind of weird, you know, what a path, his path, how his path of, of stardom could have completely turned with real quick exactly. side topic. Um, what, how do y'all feel about Cooley High? I got some thoughts real quick. This is like seriously the blackest thing that we could even talk about on this fucking podcast. Yeah, you want the word I, you want, right. It, it's been so long since I've seen Cooley High. I've been, right. Yikes. That shit was a that was a, a channel two WDTN. I'm being too specific. Uh, classic in terms of like them showing that shit on Sunday mornings and afternoons or whatever because it was on all the damn time on regular public TV. So I mean, for what do you? I mean, what were your? Well, not what you remember about it, but do you remember liking Cooley High? I think initially when I saw it, I did like it. I thought it was sad. Um, you know, the part where the one character dies, I mean, that, that's the part that really stands out to me. Uh, spoiler, in case you haven't seen it, but... Black <laughs> <laughs> people die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no period. yeah, the way that he dies. So, yeah, that that's really the most significant part of that movie that I remember. And I remember that being, you know, really sad and, and unfortunate. Not Cochise. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... Hutch, Cooley High. Our mother really liked that movie. Of course she did. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, I I can't tell you the last time I've watched the watched it since since. Mm. I know I had an afro the last time I watched it. <laughs> Come on, man. That's <laughs> terrible. Okay. I mean, yeah. if it's all right now, I mean, I would watch Bob Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, you, female sex is right. I mean, the most memorable scene is Cochise dying, and then probably, you know, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, which right, boys and men exactly. remade and made it more famous. But, yeah, um, and pouring out liquor. That's the first time i ever seen people pour out liquor for, uh, you know, for the ones who ain't here. So, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's just a weird movie. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird movie. Like, I know people hold it to some high esteem or whatever, um, it's kind of like Scarface, how people love Scarface. I'm like, you really love Cooley High? Really? What? All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, last I thing. Think the that, that's another one of those movies you have to go back to the time that you saw it. 
I mean, yeah. at that time, at that age, I probably thought, yeah, this is pretty good. But now yeah. if I tried to watch it, it would probably yeah. be very different. No doubt. All right, and the last thing for the blackest thing this week, there was an article posted in, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter. I'm pretty sure I sent it to y'all or it posted on a Facebook page. Um, what could get you to go back to the movies? The movies are down in terms of the money that they're making. Uh, we already know that the quality of the movies aren't that great, so that's a given. But what could they get you to go back to the movies? I said I'll go first because I kind of touched on this earlier in the podcast that my original experience with The Last Jedi wasn't that great. You know, people were loud, kicking my chair, on their phones. Like, it was just a bad experience. I was just like, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable watching the movie. And so once that gets in my head, it, it, it fucks up my ability to enjoy what I'm watching. So, Hutch, what, what's something that they could do to get you to go back to the movie? Because we were all moviegoers in the early 2000s and 90s, you know, con, you know, consistently going to the movies every week. I spent uh, north of 50 bucks to watch The Last Jedi. Uh, I got the food and the drinks and all that stuff. Um, you, you're going to have to add something to it other than just watching it because, I mean, maybe the food would be nice, lowering the prices would be nice, um, you know, that, yeah, that kind of stuff. Those little little things here and there might help. Uh, yeah, my movie watching has gone down from shit. I used to watch, go see like 15, 20 movies a year. It's down to two. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, uh, yeah, so you're saying lower the tickets and the food prices? That would get people, you would go back? That would help. I mean, you know, like I said, you're also there with 90 other motherfuckers sometimes, and you don't know what their agendas are, and... Like I said, yes, you got to deal with kids and right. people's cell phones and, you know, whatever they're doing back there, smoking weed, just, you know, all that kind of shit. Yeah, and, I, and I mean, I'm not going to a bad movie theater in the bad part of town or anything like that. It's just people are people are assholes. I mean, essentially, like, stop talking during the movie, stop texting during the movie, stop I mean, stop kicking my damn chair. I mean, we're already in a spot where you got space. It's not like the old days. There's space in there. Like, stop kicking my chair. Stop saving seats for 18 niggas when you ain't but two of y'all. <laughs> like, you know, like, stop. Like, there's just the, the experiences. Like, you know, I, I, I liken it to what it used to be like when people, when you fly. Like, remember when you used to, when you flew, like, the first time when you got there and you flew and you, you know, you didn't maybe dress up in a suit and tie like you did in the 60s and shit. But you like you know you got there it was a quiet respectable situation and now people treat the damn the airport like it's a fucking greyhound bus. It's like man, what the hell? <laughs> this ain't a comfortable experience. Now they paid all this money like that's the movie growing experience now. What female yeah. perspective? What can make them get you to go back? I'm gonna have to agree with the price. Um, it's the cost of benefit ratio just is not there. Um, like you said, you factor in the price getting food, um, you know, you're dealing with all these other people who are using, some people are using this as babysitters, so they're bringing their kids with them. Um, then you got people on their cell phones and actually having full conversations on their cell phone while they're trying to watch a movie at the same time. So you factoring all that stuff, and you're like, you know what, it just be easier. I got a big screen TV. 
I just mm-hmm. go chill at my crib, get my get whatever food I want. <laughs> exactly. Wait for to come out on Redbox and yeah. just watch it then. So yeah, yeah, that that's a big factor. The cost and benefit ratio just is not there anymore. Yeah. Popcorn so, is yeah, cheap as if they, you know, cut the prices a bit, then that that might be an incentive. Uh, because you know now you're paying almost upwards of fifteen to twenty dollars to see a movie, and most of these movies just are not worth it. Yeah, I mean, family of four for me to see the Last Jedi was thirty some odd dollars in food and forty some odd dollars in tickets. So we're upwards of seventy dollars for an experience that I didn't really enjoy. And you think right, about it, like, exactly. like, okay, so soda. If I go to um, Quick Trip, I can get a big ass soda for ninety nine cents. <laughs> How are you charging me seven dollars for that? Like, how does this work? I can get a big-ass box of a thing of popcorn for, like, a dollar. How are you charging me 5 and $6 for popcorn? Like, you're not, you're not charging. What you're giving me, it doesn't match up to what it is. Like, I'm freaking, I can get a huge bag of freaking Sour Patch Kids for a, that, bo- that dollar box at the dollar store you sell it for $4. Like, it just don't add up. And of course, people are going to sneak right. stuff in. Of course, people aren't going to go to the movies and, you know, stream them elsewhere or wait till it gets out on Redbox because it's just not worth the hassle. It just isn't. I'm like, I'm right. pretty yeah, much. Yeah, that, that's what I said. The cost and benefit ratio is just it's not there anymore. Yeah. I'm straight up now to the point, like, if it ain't, like, I'm already looking at 2018. The only two movies that I'm like, well, I'm going to see that in the movie theaters is Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. Other than that, it's a wrap. I mean, anything else I want to see is probably going to be on Redbox or, you know, or other means because it's just not worth it. <laughs> Remember, this is New Year 2018. So Redbox. Red yeah, that's it. Wink, wink. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that there's anything that they could do to get me to go back other than, like, letting my kids go in for free. Like, buy two, get two free. Like, that would be about the only other yeah, thing that, that could get me. that's something they look into, yeah. Yeah. They, I, they, I, think it's I agree with Hutch. They are going to have to do something to start trying to, to pull people in because at this rate, they are going to be getting rid of these theaters pretty soon, if yeah. not already. I mean, and I think, too, Hutch, and just something that we talked about well, way on an early podcast about this idea that they were just going to start streaming the movies to your house so you could watch it at your house for, like, $50. I mean, at the, I got a 52-inch TV. I mean, at this point, I would sooner do that than I would go to the movie theater for most stuff. Right. So, right. I, yeah, I they, they did mention that they were going to, you know, experiment with doing that. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I don't know if they can get me to get back. Like I said, I'm not even going to the black movie theater. I'm going to a regular <laughs> ass movie theater. You're going to the Yeah. Yeah. You're the other main feature uh, showing. Yeah, exactly. Well, white people be tripping too on these damn movies, so. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I got one subject I got to bring up. Go ahead. We just cracked. We just crossed an hour. Go ahead. Who? Megan Markle? Markle. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I, I mean, she is on the internet every chucky day trying to marry her some orange-haired, <laughs> half-blood prince. I mean, they call him half-blood prince. Yeah. That's terrible. 
Yes. That is
our Game of Thrones recap podcast, uh, the Unmasked podcast about Mr. Robot. Um, I'm missing one. Oh, the intersection with Malacca Salam. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, and I'm going to play this out on live radio like I did the other day, too. We probably need to recap this freaking Black Lightning TV show. Uh, we probably need to. I'm putting you under pressure here, but we probably need to recap Black Lightning uh, when that comes on. I think that comes on maybe this week, right, Hutch? I think it already came on. Or maybe no, it, it, I don't know. No, it has, no, it's not yet, but it, it, yeah, we have to think about that. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah, again, find all the shows on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Uh, again, find the show, find life as the boys demand to play us out. All right. Good job, y'all. Just a little over an hour. That's perfect timing for us. Um, any Brother Brothers Comics business? Um, I have was Paradise City Comic Con this weekend in Miami um, doing a panel on Black Heroes Matter. That's on Saturday. Oh, you're going to Miami, huh? Yeah, cool. Miami. Yeah, about an hour and a half drive. Not that far. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that on Saturday. Um, I have Comic Con Revolution in West Palm Beach in February. That'll be with the Sandman. Uh, and then everything pointing and headed towards uh, Megacon in May. And um uh, still trying to get up for San Diego, uh, not San Diego, whoops, South Carolina Comic Con. I actually I put in the press application for that. Oh, for yeah, us, that's, so. that's in, when, when is that, in May? It's in, it's in March. March. Oh, yeah, wow, it's in March. Yeah, that'll be here before you know. Oh, yeah, actually, I put speaking it. of Miami, are you going to watch the Versace um, uh, show that they're, they're going to do about his uh, death? I'm gonna pass on that one. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm straight. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. That that story was some overblown stuff too. But yeah, I, I, I'm good. You know what? Damn it! We always get caught into these things. I did watch I Tanya um, the other day, the Tanya Harding real remix movie or whatever with um, Margot Robbie. What? Yeah. Got- from what I've read, that's gotten good reviews. Um, I was going to watch it uh, eventually. What did you think about it? It was good. It was good. Um, okay. Yeah, it was good. I can see how it got the accolades that it is. You know, Margot Robbie's, you know, a pretty face, but she can act, too. Like, I think that yeah. is probably uh, proven out in this movie. It was proven out, really, in, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, I think. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a decent movie. Uh, it definitely will take you back to that time and, you know, it's probably one of the the underlying things that most people won't get that aren't of a certain age is that really that start that story started the twenty four hour news cycle where people were having to talk about stuff all the time because right after that, shortly thereafter that, freaking OJ killed his wife and then that was a wrap. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> allegedly, where everybody was talking about everything all the time. You know, where the news cycle just was on constantly, constantly, constantly with the news cycle. So. Yeah, um, it, it was interesting. So I would definitely highly recommend that. So, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, so again, Boys to Men plays us out. Uh, that's about it, all right? So as the producer oh, of there, this podcast. One, one other really thing I want to add. Um, cool. I did see this movie called um, The Desperate um, Artist. Is that what it's called? Oh, The Disaster Artist. artist. Yeah. I messed up the name. The Disaster Artist. <laughs> with James Franco, um, and that was actually a good movie, and it's based on a movie, well, the making of a movie called The Room. Are you familiar with that movie? Apparently, it has this, like cult status in cities like L.A. and so forth. It ran for like fourteen years. 
I am not familiar with it, but I have read all the background stuff about it. Uh, I won't mess right. with Frank. Well, well, I saw The Disaster Artist, and that movie sparked <laughs> my interest so much that I went back and watched The Room. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Which made it that much more interesting. Um, but, yeah, that that movie was uh, was very, very good. Um, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I would recommend it. How do I? I do not mess with James Franco at all. And I mean at all. Well, you know what? In this movie, normally I was trying to say the same thing. But in this movie, he's actually, I mean, you can actually kind of tolerate him a bit because of the type of character he's playing. (laughs) 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 But I do enjoy a disaster artist. Good job. All right. Yeah, I know. I know we got all these things we want to get in because we haven't had a chance to podcast in such a long time. So it's like, oh yeah, by the way, that's on this too. So I apologize. We put everybody on our text mail chain. That's basically what we need to do. We talk about all this stuff on there. All right. So again, uh, yeah. So again, uh, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe um, to the Brothers Couch Podcast and all the other podcasts on the network. Uh, female perspective. Go ahead and sign off. Adios from the female perspective. All right. Yeah, I hope y'all can join us for the uh, Game of Thrones podcast tomorrow night. <laughs> hint, hint. All right. And uh, hush, don't get fired. All right. No. Nah, very nice. All right. Everybody take it easy. Peace. Peace. Oh, 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 to say goodbye